0: Shit and anything you want to talk about. I'm Exotic Priestess and I invite you to the Exotic Priestess podcast where we discuss a variety of juicy topics. So please sit back, relax, sip some water or wine, puff your vape, take some CBD oil, or just simply enjoy the sweet aromas of essential oils. This is an exotic, chill session. Hello, my loves. This is Exotic Priestess Podcast. I am Exotic Priestess. And today's segment, um, I actually want to talk about tarot cards today, but not just, you know, a, a reading, but more so of... You know, people, those who practice tarot, you know, I'm pretty sure that whenever you look at tarot cards and, um, you know, you look at the major arcanas or the minor arcanas, you seem to like identify with certain cards. And whenever I do um, readings for clients or whenever I do readings on myself, And certain major arcanas come out, you know, nine times out of 10, they typically match with the zodiac of the, you know, person that I'm doing the reading of. Like, for example, the death card um, is equivalent to the Scorpio or the fool is equivalent to Aries. Um, You know, the hermit is equivalent to Virgo, things like that. However... You know, sometimes when I do the look at these cards, I typically, you know, look at them and I try to identify with certain cards. And I use these cards to, I guess you can say, embody. <laughs> um, For me, I want to actually look at the cards that I identify as. Um, as a Gemini rising, Scorpio sun, and Taurus moon, of course, I try to look at certain cards that, um, or major arcanas that go along with my signs, my those signs. Um, and one of the cards that I actually picked, I actually have three cards that I identify as. One of those cards um, include the death card, of course, being a Scorpio sun. Um, the other card that I identify um, as is the Empress. And then finally, the High Priestess. And sometimes I like to dabble into the Queen of Wands and like dabble in and out of it. Um, but... <laughs> You know, what type of cards um, do you identify as? And I want to actually um, talk more about, you know, how we can, you know, identify and kind of live by these cards. So the death card. (laughs) Let's talk about that first. Um, Of course, like I said, being a Scorpio. (laughs) I can honestly say I identify with the death card because the death card is not necessarily literally about death. It's more so about death and rebirth of certain situations of your, you know, of things that happen during your spiritual journey. Um, Also, it can also mean, you know, getting away from the old you. And when something ends, it something else begins, basically. <laughs> something else begins. So it's very relevant. Endings and beginnings are very relevant. Um, for example, I know this is a really, really crazy example or whatever. But um, for example... Um, And no, before I get into that, I want to you know go more into like the death card, beginning and ending. Um, And as a Scorpio, I actually endure a lot of death and rebirth processes. And Scorpios in general um, endure that pretty much, if not on a daily, definitely way more often than pretty much any zodiac sign out there, because that is. Who we are. That's what we embody, you know, death and rebirth. So going into that, <laughs> um, I've definitely endured a lot of death and rebirth processes, um, you know, from leaving a job and entering into a new job of heartbreak and kind of just doing a whole lot of shadow work and then Self healing and and not just self healing, but professional help as well, and then going into a totally new life of just embracing all types of changes. And just because you embrace change doesn't necessarily mean you like it. <laughs> Death and rebirth is not a process. It's not a process. A lot of people. Um, a lot of people are not afraid to endure spiritual awakening but some may not understand that it takes dying and then being reborn and i say that in the most (laughs) positive way possible positive way possible excuse me my words are getting twisted up But yes, like, honestly, like, death and rebirth is not a, it's not an easy process. And then constant death and rebirth is just like, okay, I know how this is going to go. I hate this. (laughs) I hate this feeling. I'm, you know, I don't want to endure going through this, but hey, it's going to lead to something new. So... I definitely identify as the death card and going back to that example, and I know this is a really, really small example. This is definitely like not really symbolic in what I'm about to say, but this is just an example of a change that was unpleasant. Recently, um, about a couple of days ago, my dog, um, Ella, she is my baby. I actually had her from when she was a tiny puppy, barely able to walk. She is about 4 years old in human years today. And a couple of days ago she ran away. You know, she ran away and um and how she ran away um it happened um throughout it <sighs> The, the, the time process of it was a day only, but how she ran away happened when my wife built a fence for our two dogs. And after building the fence, you know, um, we would send them outside to go potty or to run around for a little while and then bring them back in the house. The dogs broke through the fence somehow and got out. One of the dogs that I actually recently got about a couple of months ago, her name is Macy. She came back after I stood outside for about 15 minutes calling her. My other dog, Ella, she was gone. Like, I stood out there calling her. We actually drove around um, the neighborhoods to look for her and could not find her. So I was just about to give up. Honestly, I was really upset. I was really, really sad about this whole thing. My wife was sad, my stepson was sad. We were all just torn over this because we've had Ella for four years. She was family, but there are reasons why dogs run away. You know dogs are very loyal, they're loyal animals, and um you know they run away for reasons. Till this day, I don't know the reason why she ran away. But, you know, it, it just happened. So, afterwards, we did everything we could to see if anybody had seen her. And a day later, um, after my wife put up a post on Facebook about a lost dog, um, has anybody seen her? Um, you know, someone actually responded to her at the end of the second day and told us that they found her and took her in, gave her a bath, um, fed her, and we can come pick her up at this location. So we drove over there as quickly as we could, and we picked up our dog. Now, yes, she ran away, but as soon as we picked her up, She was actually really excited to see us. Like, she missed us. And the guy explained to us that when they saw her, she was a really sweet dog. Um, When they called her, she was beautiful. They called to her, and she actually came to them and came in their house. You know, she wasn't afraid to go in their house. And, you know, it kind of... and, And from that, after we picked her up, we took her home. And as much as we wanted to you know, put her on punishment and put her in her kennel for a while. I mean, not for days, but just for like, you know, for a little while and let her think about what she did. We didn't do that. And usually Ella has a track record of just running off, but she comes back. You know, she goes off to strangers and she'll Bark at some people, but she'll also go up to others. And it's just like, you know, what makes her do that? But anyway, so we didn't punish her. We didn't do anything. And first and foremost, I don't believe really in punishing a pet. Um, I do believe in scolding in terms of like, you know, putting them uh, in a kennel or... Taking their toys away, <laughs> things like that, but I don't believe in harsh punishment for a pet. Um, I do believe in popping puppies on the nose sometimes, but you know that's just you know, popping them on the nose. But with her, that incident led to me being completely, you know appreciative of her. And it was just crazy because I've at the end of that day before we got that message to come pick her up, I've gotten to the point to where I didn't even want to have her back, not because I was upset, but because like I thought, you know if she doesn't want to be here, then maybe it's you know maybe wherever she is 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 better for her, you know, if she doesn't want to be here. I was actually starting to go into acceptance of the end of having our dog. And it's funny how I mentioned that word acceptance because that's actually one of the stages of grief um, when you have accepted something for what it is. And even though it didn't take that long, I knew I didn't completely accept it, but I was trying to mold my mind, my brain, my thought process into accepting, okay, we have one dog now let's let's move forward and as soon as we got to that that's when we got that message so that led to me being more appreciative of having our baby and just being more accepting and and you know when it comes to like death or endings and rebirth beginnings you have to be able to accept that ending you have to be able to embody, you know, accepting that um, that ending because it no longer serves you. What will serve you is that new beginning, even if it's painful, even if it's not something that you're ready for, you know, sooner or later you have to accept it, um, so that was just a little example. That was just a little story that I wanted. And I know, like I said, I know that has nothing to do entirely. And, and it kind of does have to do with it because it, it teaches you about um, acceptance and appreciation. But when we got her back, even though we got her back, it it was still a new beginning because it has allowed me to now look at my dog and treat my baby like, you know, I've always treated her like she was my baby, but to treat her really like she's my baby, like, you know, you want to get up on the bed, you get up on the bed, you know, give her all the petting and all the love and the world, all of it, you know, with no hesitation. So this, this whole thing about like endings and beginnings is, that's how it's relevant to the death and death and um the death card with death and rebirth. And um, going on to my next card, what that I identify as is definitely, (laughs) definitely the Empress, definitely the Empress, the Empress. Okay, let me tell you about the Empress. (laughs) The Empress is one of those cards that demonstrates a woman, and I actually have tarot cards and. African American and regular Rider Tarot deck. Both of those cards demonstrate a beautiful image of a woman who is completely just embracing Divine Feminine. And as of with me, for the longest, it actually took me a while to embrace my feminine side and not saying that I was never girly, not saying like, there's a difference between being girly and being feminine. To me, being girly is just, you know, like having all the tings, all the, the manicure and pedicure and, you know, just, just the, let's see, just the outside appearance more so, or like how you kind of, behave or things like that. And nothing wrong with being girly. I like being girly, but that's more of girly. Feminine to me, actually, it's more, um, internal. It's more internal. It's literally the supreme feminine symbol. Um, it symbolizes fertility, which is creation, not just like having, you know, babies or, you know, um, You know, childbearing, but just creating things, being creative, um, manifesting things, um, just just being able to actually just embrace that inner beauty and outer beauty, outer beauty that you have, that women have overall. And the thing is that, you know, it's not just women, it's anybody. Everybody has divine feminine and masculine within them. Everybody, men and women, everybody, it doesn't matter. And honestly, what makes toxic femininity is not accepting your masculinity. And what makes toxic masculinity is not accepting or embracing your feminine side they both both sides gearing towards one side more than the other can definitely lead to you know toxic um femininity and or masculinity and that's not what you want within yourself but the thing is that um the reason why i love the empress so much is that she to me seems like someone who is completely sure of her confidence as a woman. Not her confidence, but her confidence as a feminine being. Showing love, being loving, being nurturing. And um, I can honestly say that I am a loving and nurturing person. That doesn't mean that I don't have a smart mouth. That doesn't mean that I... Don't curse like a sailor. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I don't have a mean mug sometimes. It just means that you know um I'm human and I know that I'm capable of loving, giving love, and receiving love. And um and the thing is I was not tapped in within that. Back in the day, <laughs> I did not love myself. And it's not just loving others. You have to love yourself. I did not love myself. I tell you, I did not love myself. Now, I liked myself. I thought highly of myself, but I didn't love myself. Um, and currently... I'm in a position to where I show more love to myself than what I used to. And um, one example, one personal experience that I had um, actually included a previous relationship. Being a gay woman, black woman, being a lesbian black woman. I can honestly say that in the pa- in the past relationships that I was in, I was involved with men. I was. Um, and I understood, as I got older, I understood why I was never happy with a man. Like, I was never happy in a relationship with a man. I didn't say, I never said I didn't have good times with men, but I was never happy. I, you know, being in a relationship with a man was basically me using these men to cover up my homosexuality, to cover up me being a, you know, a gay black woman. And also being raised in a Southern Baptist church, highly involved on the church choir um having a singing background um things like that i <laughs> i didn't want to accept that part of me and and i'm pretty sure people knew a little bit about that when i would ask questions to some of my friends you know you know by asking telling them or asking them do you get turned on by lesbian porn i get turned on by lesbian porn more than straight porn, or you know things like that it's just like little hints like that and uh, and there are straight women who get turned on by lesbian porn, but me it was a whole nother level <laughs> it was a whole nother level, and the thing is that when I was in these relationships with these men, not being happy, not um you know, I I would actually cheat on these men. I would try to cheat because the thing is with inside me, I actually would look for another man to see if I could be. And, and, and the thing is, I would bounce between men, you know, one man to another, to another, to another, to another relationship. And it's just like, God, none of these men are making me happy. Like, in, and when I would, and I actually, and, and I admit this, I have cheated on um, men in my relationships with other men and women. <laughs> but the thing is that during those moments with women, I would feel way more open and way more um, comfortable You know, and I would show more love because that's who I was drawn to were women. (laughs) So the thing is that in my previous relationship, I can honestly say that he was probably the first male, first man that I have dated who could sense that I was gay who could sense that I didn't want to be in a relationship with him because he was a man. And, and it would start from like me making jokes of being with women and me joking with my friends, um, you know, in terms of like sexual jokes and he would get so fucking heated. (laughs) He would get so heated. He would get so heated And, um, you know, just going from that, I actually realized that, you know, this guy, not only is he not accepting, which I understand because I'm in a relationship with him and he actually really likes me or wanted to possess me, one, um, but this being with this guy, like, it's not working out for me. And I know he knows this but I think he, he wasn't entirely sure because, um, when I would be in a relationship with him, he would try to do little slight things to make me jealous. Um, like for example, example, he would be close friends to other women. Um, most of his friends were women and he would like, play with them or treat them better than me he like for me he called me names he put his hands on me um he actually sexually assaulted me a few times in our relationship um and I say that and I know this sounds crazy because it's like you're in a relationship with with him what do you mean no not assault not sexually assaulted me but he sexually abused me excuse me He um, wanted me to do things that I didn't want to do. Um, There were times where we would argue and I would try to leave and he would grab me and just have sex with me when when I didn't want to. And it would be so unpleasant. Um, I've never reported this because at the time I was just like, he's my boyfriend, whatever, even though I didn't love him like that and I didn't wanna be with him. And I actually was pre-contemplating a plan to leave this man. I was so afraid of this man. I was pre-contemplating leaving this man. Um, As a matter of fact, when I graduated from college with my master's degree, my plan was to move back home and to break up with him over the phone because I was afraid to break up with him in person. You know, this is a six foot five guy and I'm five foot seven. You know, he was big built. He used to be athletic built before we dated. And then when we got in a relationship, that went away. Um, But he he definitely took advantage of his size and then me being smaller than him. Um, So, yes, absolutely. Like I was definitely planning on breaking up with him. Um, but after I graduated and went back home and he was still in the, um, in the town where we went to college, um, honestly, (laughs) I was afraid to break up with him. Even then, like this guy, he was, he was probably one of the most douchebag, creepy, um, creepiest guys that I've ever met, met and dated. And and I've dated a guy who was in a wheelchair and he was 10 years older than me. <laughs> this guy took the cake because he thought it was okay to, like I said, put his hands on me. He thought it was okay um, to like, uh, grab me or physically manhandle me when I had an opinion Um, about him, like he can say certain things to me, but I couldn't say certain things to him. And, um, and, and it was just really crazy because like it took my wife who I'm married to right now. I was actually, I actually started talking to her and trying to fade out from being in a relationship with him. So I never officially broke up with him because literally I was scared of this guy there were t- he knew where my family lived like there were times where um he would come down to my house and you know I I didn't I didn't know he was coming <laughs> um yeah like he he was very he was very t- we were toxic for each other let me just say that we were toxic for each other because um after two years into our relationship, he wouldn't allow me to have male friends. Um, and then like and, and then he wouldn't allow me to go to certain places. He would go to these trips without telling me or sometimes he would just go to these trips. And even though he knew I had no way of getting there, he would always act like he wanted me there and he would be like, I wish you were here. You know, he was just very, very creepy. Like, I don't know what what got me dating him. Um, I do remember I had a group of friends who told me that we would make a good couple. Um, because, he, one, number one, he had a crush on me. And number two, like, they said, we just look good. Um and I'm like, okay, a six foot five guy and a five foot seven girl, if y'all think height, you know, a woman dating a taller man looks good, like or whatever, that that's not the only thing. Height is not like people women act like height is gold. <laughs> women act like men with height is a gold mine. Height, I don't give a fuck about height. I don't give a damn about height. Height has nothing to do, like, I'm dating a woman who is my height right now. And when I wear heels, I'm taller than she is. Like, I don't give a fuck about height. <laughs> height is nothing. Height is nothing. But anyways, um, yeah, a group of my friends were telling me that we would make a great couple. And it was just, it was so sloppy. Like, everything about him and I, me him and i together were were sloppy everything everything like it was just it it looked good to the eye oh and another thing <laughs> i forgot to mention this um other creepy quality about this guy um he would tell me that he had a stalker oh, a girl who used who he would stalk him everywhere who would text him who never could get along with people who he was in relationships with at the time, me. And when, whenever this girl, and I saw this girl, I never met her personally, but I saw this girl and she actually would literally go out of her way to go around me and to give him a hug. And he would hug her back. And it didn't really click into my mind then, like, okay, if this is your stalker, you would be avoiding her at all costs. You would delete her number. You wouldn't be friends with her. I'm like, how are you friends with your stalker? Like, he he would describe this girl. He would talk about this girl being a stalker and everything like that and how she treats his girlfriends. But like I said, number one, how could you be friends with your stalker or want to be near your stalker? And number two, how could you allow your stalker to treat your girl, so-called girl, this way? And good thing I didn't give a damn, in a sense, because it's like, okay, Erika, deep down inside, you really don't like this guy. But at the same time, you know, with my ego being a Scorpio, I'm like, I don't care. Like, she shouldn't disrespect me, period. I don't care if you're here or not. Like... What the hell? Like, why are you disrespecting me? Like, why are you not even, you know? And if you don't like me, cool. But like, why are you just blatantly disrespecting me? You can, you don't have to disrespect people you don't like. That's the thing. People don't understand you don't have to disrespect people you don't like. Um, I can name plenty of people who I don't like, who I don't even bother. Like who I I don't even, you know, but this girl would go out of her way And it was just so funny because like, don't get me wrong. I'm not making fun of dark skinned women because I love dark skin. I wish I was dark, darker. I'm actually pecan tan and I wish I was chocolate. But this girl looked like, you know, (laughs) this girl looked like. You know, the, um, and I'm not even lying. I could literally show you guys a picture of this girl, but that would be disrespectful. This girl literally looked like the shit emoji (laughs) on the, on the phones, on the (laughs) smartphone. She looked like a walking shit emoji. I'm no no okay look I'm laughing because one of my friends actually told me that back then when I was dating the guy but um is she, <laughs> <and it's, laughs> she and now that, oh my god I'm I'm crying laughing okay sorry back to what I'm saying but she literally looked like a walking shit emoji like she never wear clothes that fit um she would always wear this Eyeshadow that was like too deep of a color. And you know what? Dark, deep, rich colors and eyeshadow actually looks really good when you know how to do it. Like she had no idea how to do makeup. She, but the thing is, I do give her one thing. She had a wonderful, proper speaking voice. Like she spoke very proper. You can tell she was, you know, kind of educated. I guess maybe, maybe it was just how she talked. I'm not sure. But um, yes, my that the guy that I was with, he would allow her to treat me like this. And then when I would go up to him and, you know, kind of express the concern, he would get mad at me and be like, she doesn't have to acknowledge you. She doesn't have to like you. And that was one of the many red flags. Like I was like, okay, I gotta get out of this relationship, and um, like I, I clearly don't love myself. I clearly am not the empress right now. Like I am just here. <laughs> I'm I'm a trophy, and it's so crazy because like he always had, and he was a Virgo. He was a Virgo. Virgos um, are usually typically very critical of other people, even if they look like shit. <laughs> And I'm telling you, like, this guy, like, throughout the relationship, he would blame everything and everybody for his problems. He would blame our college, our university. For so called effing up his financial aid or his classes, which is why he doesn't have his degree ha- didn't have his degree yet like I'm here getting my master's degree, and I'm only one years older than one year older than you, and you're still working on your bachelor's like it it was very he was very weird and creepy like very strange um and honestly, I don't even think he was entirely as smart as he put himself out there to be. Like, he would make it seem like he was just one of the smartest people like at that university, point blank. And um and he he really wasn't. Like, he was he he knew his way around speaking words, but and and using big words. Um sometimes big words that would be wrongly used but whatever um but he would I don't think he was as smart as he was as he um put himself out there to be um not downplaying people who are not like you know smart but I'm just saying like I don't think he was as smart as he was smart but not as smart as he put himself out there to be and um another you know one of the other red flags that came in that um you know he he would call me bitch in front of his boys and even his boys would look at him like what the hell he spit in my face like twice um like this I allowed this guy to do all kinds of stuff to me the only thing that he's he hasn't done was threaten to kill me basically um and I was thinking that you know he would eventually do that because one of my friends um they actually had their gun license um and they had a gun and um and he would play with the gun it, it wasn't full it didn't have a bullet but who the fuck cares he would play with the gun and point it at me sometimes and I'm just like okay this guy's crazy I'm gonna go cheat on him <laughs> I need to get out of this relationship and and, and I'm just going to go cheat on him because he's just doing the most like he's he's doing too much. He doesn't deserve me. I was wrong for that. I admit that I was cheating is not right. It's it's not right. And don't do it. But this is my mind back then. I was like, I'm going to go cheat on him. And I did. I cheated on him um, probably twice in the relationship. And it was so funny because I actually found out that he cheated on me before I cheated on him. And I'm just like, dang, is this my intuition telling me to fucking leave this guy? Like, what is going on? So I found out from a woman that he actually was, you know, cheated on me with her um, through Facebook Messenger. And I... um you know, went to him about it and, you know, just asked them. And he was just like, no, she's lying. And then I found out that this guy got chlamydia (laughs) and I didn't have it. Like after that, I just did not have, have intercourse with him um, until he finished taking his meds and got back tested again until it was negative. I didn't, he was pissed off at me for that. And I'm just like, I'm not going to have, what are you talking about? Why are you pissed off at me for that? I'm not going to have sex with you. <laughs> number one, is miserable having sex with men. Like, I didn't, I didn't really like it like that. And number two, like the, like, the only reason why I was in a relationship with these men was to cover up the fact that I was gay. Just, just to please my parents, like I was unhappy for years, just to please my parents and my family and the church, like. And people go through that. People actually do that. Like my wife, who's into women, like out as like she has a baby. She had a baby. She was, you know, she had a baby by a guy, but she loves women. Like she does not like men. So it's just you know people don't understand that like you know, people would come up to me and be like, who disappointed you? What man disappointed you? Nobody. I just really finally realized that I don't like dating men. So in this instance with the guy, um, after I found out he cheated on me, I was like, okay, now I I really, and that he had chlamydia. I was like, okay, I really don't feel bad about, you know, wanting to leave this guy now. And I think he was sensing that I was just not interested in him anymore by like year four. And um, (laughs) after I graduated from college, I literally had to find myself and to kind of realize the type of person that I am. And to realize that I haven't been treating myself the best. I haven't been doing any of that because I have been allowing myself to be treated any type of way, any type of way by any man. Um, I've, I've allowed myself to be a, um, just like a, a fuck doll to these men who, really weren't on my vibration. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody, but they weren't on my vibration. We, we were different vibrations because it never felt right. It never felt right being in a relationship with these men. And some of these men could be, you know, good. I had one um, boyfriend who was actually, you know, good. He was boring. Um, And he, he, but he, I just didn't, it didn't. And the thing is, the reason why I started dating him was because I wanted to give him a chance. Like I was more into caring about other people's feelings because they became my friends or caring about other people's feelings just in general. And he was literally my freshman year of college. He was after me. He was literally after me. He would actually look at my every move Every time me and my friends would go to the club, he would be like, I'm going with y'all. Every time I would text him on my phone, okay, I'm not in my dorm. And I would be lying to him, you know, telling him I'm not in my dorm, but I really am. Like, he would text me, I saw you look out the window, I'm coming up. Like, he was really that type of guy. And it creeped me out at first. But when I started to see how me avoiding him was making him feel I actually decided to actually go out with this guy because I was like, okay, he's putting in a lot of work to be with me. And he's mad creepy, but he's not mean. He's actually really sweet. And he has a car (laughs) and I didn't have a car. (laughs) So, yeah, that I mean, hey, it is what it is. So um, but anyways, like after graduating, um, leaving my that guy behind, I was still in a relationship with him. But it was clear to me that I needed to cut it off because he was it was to the point to where he knew that I was over him and moving on even while I was dating him because he started posting me more on social media. He never posted me on social media. He never changed his relationship status status. And even though that's not an important thing at the time, that was important to me and he wouldn't do that. He would never like, like there was a, there was a time where when I bought a car during graduate school and um, he didn't have a car and I told him he can use my car, but to drop me off at this graduate school party that I'm going to meet my friends with and to answer your phone and pick me up in my car. So tell me why. After the party ended, I went to this party. He dropped me off. I had fun. I was with my friends. haha, drinking, pool party, summertime. It was great. Everybody was leaving. The party was ending. I texted him. No reply. One of my best friends was like, do you need a ride? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm waiting for my boyfriend to come back in my car. I called him. No answer. People were leaving. People were looking at me like I didn't have a ride. And then there were like these random three guys that were eyeballing me at the party and were asking me, do you need a ride? And I'm like, hell no, <laughs> I'm good. I would rather walk. I don't know. No, no, no. And um, then there was one of my classmates. Um, he was like, okay, everybody's pretty much gone and you need a ride. Where, Where's your boyfriend? And I was like, he's not picking up the phone at all. And I can tell he ignored some of my calls because as soon as I called it went, it rang like twice and went the voicemail. And he was like, ooh. So I still didn't get a call back. This was like an hour later. I still didn't get a call back from him, from in my car. So um I caught a ride with my friend and he actually took me to his house and i call and when i went to his house he decided to make dinner because he was having company over later and he was like do you need me to take you back to your apartment after we eat over here i said you know sure you can do that for me i don't know what's going on like honestly at the time i was so naive and i still didn't get a call back from him it was dark outside i didn't get a call back from him it was dark outside you guys <laughs> in my car he didn't have a car. It was my car. So um, I didn't know where this nigga was in my car. So after I ate at my friend's house, he drove me back home. It was two hours later, y'all. Two hours. And the party lasted for two hours. So it was really like four hours later. Like, I mean, four hours from when he dropped me off. So he had plenty of time to do whatever the hell he was doing, even if it was cheating and fucking somebody else. He had all the time in the world. So, um... I went home, and he, uh, an hour later, this stupid Sasquatch-looking guy, dumb as hell, just ugly as no other, (laughs) came knocking at my door. He didn't even call me and tell me he was coming to the house. He knocked on the door, and he had a bottle of wine because he knew I was just a fiend for Merlot, like I love my Merlot or Cabernet Sauvignon. So, he thought, <laughs> you guys, he thought that that was going to be a good enough apology. <laughs> no, oh my God, that shit was so funny. You guys should have seen his face after I did this. I'm going to tell you. So, I, he walked to the door and the look I gave him had to have been like it was from the depths of my Scorpio son soul like (laughs) the stinger came out (laughs) the Scorpio stinger came out and I knew it was a bad look on my face because he as soon as I made the look he dropped the wine down and his smile faded (laughs) he stepped back (laughs) I did not have to say a word you guys that's how powerful my looks are I swear to god my looks could kill like the way I look at you like it's I don't my looks have a stinger The, the Scorpio stinger comes out of my looks like just alone so he just literally walked past me after he stepped back he walked past me real slow like He treaded the... He treaded lightly. (laughs) I didn't even tell him to come in, but I looked at him. And I walked... I shut the door. And I walked to the sofa, sat down and crossed my legs, and continued to stare at him like that. (laughs) And he was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) and i just kept looking at him <laughs> he was like i was at a baseball game and i wasn't even focused on my phone and it, it just it it just time went by and before i knew it you i saw like six missed calls from you and like 10 text messages and i'm just like it took you 4 hours no <laughs> you guys i said it in this voice it took you 4 hours to watch a baseball game and he was like no like I had to go back after I drop you I had like he was just stuttering over his words it was really bad you guys he looked like a fuck boy (laughs) he looked like a straight up fuck boy and after I let him finish talking I was like are you finished and he was like yeah yeah I'm finished (laughs) and I literally walked to the door past him. He still had the wine in his hands. And I opened the door and this was definitely this was definitely a moment that I've never had before that like a <laughs> It was bad, you guys. So I opened the door and I said, "Okay, now that you're done, you can take that bottle of wine." And take it to the bitch that you probably were fucking. And his face literally just like, <laughs> it got so angry. <laughs> like I can tell with his creepy, physically, mentally, emotionally abusive ass wanted to freaking grab my neck and wrink it. But I knew if he did, he, w- he knew if he did, he would have gotten so much trouble like he would have gotten so much trouble you guys because where I lived like I actually lived by some of the people who work at the apartment and when if they hear any kind of like domestic abuse or whatever they call the cops and the cops come there before like the abuser could just you know think about running so he knew he couldn't do that so he literally walked past me with the wine and I was like, you can call somebody to come get you because I'm not taking you home. Give me my car keys. And he dropped my car keys on the floor after, you know, and, and not in my hand. My hand was out, but he dropped them on the floor because that's just how he is. He's immature. He was a very unevolved Virgo. And he walked out and I shut the door. <laughs> but um, yes, so anyways, like... All of the red flags basically demonstrated to me that i I really didn't allow myself to be treated the best I did not allow myself to and I'm not saying that I was a perfect angel in any relationship but I was definitely not <laughs> i wasn't in i wasn't in the um well, what am I trying to say? I wasn't in the best shape of my life in terms of loving myself. I, I didn't love myself as much as I should. Um, I didn't allow myself to be happy. I allowed a pe- allowed people to treat me all kinds of ways, even ex-friends. Not even um, partners, but friends. And, um, you know, as I got older, I've learned to actually receive love and to receive um, and to know what love is, to actually know what love is in different forms and to actually, you know, re- come to an understanding that I deserve it. I deserve some, everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves to be loved. But at the same time, if you are a douchebag you need to work on yourself or if you're an abuser or just a horrible person and I say horrible person as in like at this moment in time if you're just like doing some horrible shit you have to kind of reevaluate yourself before someone could give you some love because you have some work to do yourself um finally (laughs) in this podcast is is super long actually um and I actually might have to, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to continue this um, conversation, this podcast conversation on another segment because, you know, Anchor doesn't allow you to, um, the app doesn't allow you to go over an hour per segment. So I'm going to put this on a pause and um, talk about the, what is my third card? The High Priestess. <laughs> The High Priestess, um, and why I identify with the High Priestess. Why I definitely identify with the High Priestess. Um, and I know this whole talk was definitely not relevant, as until why do you identify with this card? I literally to- went off and told you guys a whole nother story, but those stories and um, those experiences that I wanted to share with you, I wanted to demonstrate to you guys like where you know, like, especially like in relationships, what are the red flags and how you are the one who actually allow those red flags to not happen, but to continue. Because if you see one red flag and then you see another one, you're allowing that, you're, you're allowing these red flags to come at this point. You know, it's like one time, okay, okay second time. All right. Third time. Okay. You're doing this to yourself, you know? So that's basically my experience when it comes to the, um, you know, becoming the empress and (laughs) finding that, you know, loving yourself, um, loving yourself is highly important before you can Get into any relationship with anybody because if you don't love yourself before you get into these new relationships, who the fuck is going to love you? Who the fuck? For real, who's going to love you? All right, you guys. That is the end of this segment. That's the end of this episode. Um, just wanted to share those with you and to, um, you know, just talk about. It. This is actually kind of a rant. <laughs> And if you have any, um, if you have anything that you want to share with me, you can actually go to my page, um, Exotic Priestess Tarot on Facebook. Um, You can also follow me on Instagram, Exotic Priestess. And it's spelled exactly the way it is, Exotic Priestess Tarot on Facebook and then Exotic Priestess on Instagram. And you can literally leave me any comments or suggestions on any podcast um, topics that you want me to talk about. Um, We're just sharing information Um, or any just comments, any comments on anything. Like even if you disagree, disagree with me. That's okay. You can. All right, you guys, I love you and talk to you next time.